Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello and welcome to episode 47 of the WP Builds Podcast, entitled Taking Online Payments Simply with Phil Dirksen from WP Simple Pay. It was published on the 12th of October, 2017. My name's Nathan Wrigley from pictureandword.co.uk, a small web development agency based in the north of England, and I'll be joined later by Phil Dirksen from WP Simple Pay. Now, a um, little bit of housekeeping. If you wouldn't mind sharing this podcast by clicking the buttons at the bottom of the player on the WP Builds um, website, that would be fantastic. Also, if you click on the iTunes button or just search on iTunes for WP Builds, and if you could give us a review, that's really, really useful. Thank you so, so much for the people that have already done that. So I appreciate that very much. WPBuilds.com forward slash face group to join our Facebook group and forward slash subscribe to join to our newsletter, and forward slash advertise if you want to advertise on our podcast and keep the lights on. We've got a competition at the moment as well over at wpbuilds.com forward slash win, and it's supplied by Phil Dirksen, the uh, the person coming on the podcast a little bit later, and it's um, for WP Simple Pay. Now, they've got several tiers, but this tier is going to be for the, the business plan, which is normally um, $99 per month, and he's going to give one lucky person um, a year of the free um, you know, basically a year for free of the business plan. So that's really nice. You can go over to wpbuilds.com forward slash win and enter the competition by submitting your um, email and uh, name. But you can also just log in with Facebook. If you're already logged in, it'll just automatically do all that for you. So yeah, great. Go over there and do that and see if you can win this fantastic prize. We've just ended the Astra competition, so um, I've already got in touch with the winner. So regrettably, if you were not the winner of the Astra competition, I do apologise. There could only be one. I would like to have given it to all of you, but there were too many, far too many. So I appreciate you entering anyway. That's really much appreciated. Okay, so let's move on to, I guess, the new section, which we always do each and every single week. There are, I think there's four items today. And the first one is about, um, well, it, it's a SaaS product called Discus or Discus. I don't know how you pronounce it. D-I-S-Q-U-S. And Discus is a, um, a commenting system that you might have installed upon your own site or client sites. And essentially it, it hijacks the, the WordPress comments and puts their platform on there. And, and it, it was really popular a little while ago because it enabled you to do things like um, share, you know, log in with Facebook and Google and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's been going for quite a while. And back in 2012, it appears that they were hacked. Um, and luckily that the passwords have been hashed and salted with SHA1, which is, you know, okay nowadays, probably not the best, but in 2012, that was okay. Um, anyway, it's those, the details from 2012 have been hacked. So there's quite a lot of plain text, um, email addresses, which is a bit of a shame. So if you start to see some unsolicited email and you've had a Discus account at some point in the past, it's certainly something to watch. I have to say, I think their 
The way that they've handled this breach has been exemplary. They've done everything textbook. You know, they've disclosed it. They've owned it. They've owned up to it. And they've told us what they're going to do about it. So anyway, something to, to watch out for. This is from the WP Tavern, and it's basically saying that Gutenberg 1.4 um, adds an HTML mode for blocks. So I don't know if you've played much with uh, Gutenberg. I haven't uh, more recently, but nevertheless, um, 1.4 has got this new little ellipsis button, and you can um, essentially edit HTML on a block block by block or per block basis, um, which I think is probably better than the old system that, that I saw anyway. And it looks quite funky the way that you click on this little ellipsis and it rotates and you can edit. So anyway, we all know that's coming. So any modifications, it's quite good to keep, keep abreast of what they all are. Okay, the next one. Now, I sometimes find myself justifying to my clients that why they should be using WordPress. You know, why shouldn't we be doing it with Squarespace or Wix or Drupal or whatever. And one of the ways that I find to be most effective is to demonstrate some other websites that use WordPress. Now this is on the Talk magazine and it illustrates 10 magazine sorry 10 online publications which um, which employ WordPress as their CMS of choice. And the list is pretty impressive actually. So I was thinking, you know, next time that question gets asked, why should I use WordPress? I might just whip this article out and say, well, because these guys use it. So it's people like Fortune, the New York Times, Times, Reuters in the US, Time Magazine, The Economist, Variety, The New Yorker, TechCrunch, People Magazine, and so on. So, you know, they've got a lot of heritage. People know who they are, and, and it, it might just be the thing to swing, swing the argument in favor of WordPress. Now, although I'm not a big Word um, WooCommerce user, um, WooCommerce 3.2 has come around, and this is directly from the WooCommerce blog. Um, we've got some new improvements. Um, to paraphrase them, we can now apply discounts to orders using coupons without the chore of doing manual cal calculations. You can see which versions of extensions um, are tested with, with new WooCommerce updates before you update anything. There's an improved management feature for WooCommerce.com extensions and a simpler unified shortcode for listing multiple products on pages. Now, the article itself goes into greater detail about all of those bits and pieces, but um, anyway, I've paraphrased it there. If you're using WooCommerce and you want to know what's new in 3.2, oh, that rhymed. There you go. Now you know. Oh, that rhymed. <laughs> awesome. That's never going to happen again. Okay, let's move on. So now we're going to go to the main event. This is Phil um, Dirksen who has a plugin to make it ludicrously simple to take online payments. Now, so we're not talking about a full e-commerce cart or anything. This is a simple platform for getting Stripe payments up and running with simple forms. Looks really cool. Um, I'm certainly going to start using it. Uh, I haven't implemented it as of yet, but I certainly will. So if you just need for yourself or your clients just a simple payment button, which is going to do exactly what you need it to do, link to the Stripe API, then this is the thing for you. So here he comes, Phil Dirksen on the WP Builds podcast. Hello and welcome to the WP Builds podcast. It's me, Nathan Wrigley, and uh, David Wormsley is not with us today because Bulgarian internet apparently is no good. However, fear not, because we have Phil... Now, I'm going to say Dirksen. Is that right, Phil? Is it Phil Dirksen? Yeah, you got that right. Okay, so we've got Phil Dirksen here today, all the way from sunny California. Um, you 
may or may not know Phil's voice or name or what he does. But um, Phil, um, pleasure to have you on the podcast. I'm glad you've managed to make it. It's some stupid o'clock in the morning where you are. So thanks for that. But um, do you want to just give our listeners a little bit of a taste of who you are, what your background is, uh, what you've done, and, um, and how you connected with WordPress? Sure thing. Yeah. Uh, happy to join you today. Yeah. Um, my name is Phil Dirksen. I am from Fresno, California at Central California. And uh, my main product is WP Simple Pay. It is a uh, plugin to accept one-time or recurring payments using Stripe on WordPress. Pretty, pretty simple. Um, yeah. And as far as my background goes, I've been a web developer for I don't know, uh, since the mid-90s when the web was first taken off, I got hooked on that in college. Um, I mean, I, as a kid growing up and in high school, I was always tinkering around with computers and, um, you know, and programming and stuff like that. But uh, uh, when I discovered the web, I kind of got hooked on that and it turned into my career. So, um, so over the years, I worked for... Um, bunch of different companies, small startups, uh, some corporations, but had the itch to create my own products, my own, my own business. And, um, so discovered WordPress, I think around 2009 hmm? at that time. Um, yeah. So my wife is a photographer and I was helping her convert her, um, at the time, flash website you know it was all the rage Ooh, back then oh yeah <laughs> very nice i mean for all kinds of sites not just photography sites mm. but i mean i don't know if anybody remembers those days oh but, i remember uh, them well yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know so uh yeah so set her up on wordpress um that was i think my first experience with a self-hosted wordpress site and was just got into tinkering around customizing her site the way she wanted it and um I think it was about 2011 that uh, she was looking for, you know, Pinterest was taken off at the time and she was looking for some ways to ease, you know, easily share her, you know, photos and everything from her WordPress site on Pinterest. And there wasn't a whole lot of choices out there for a plugin. And so I had already been attempting to, you know, create different non WordPress, uh, you know, SaaS apps and different things. Uh, as a side hustle, as a, a you know side project already, so I tried my hand at creating a plugin at the time for her to see you know see if it would help her, but also kind of scratch our own itch kind of thing. Hmm. And yeah, so that was that's what I did. I, I taught myself uh, how to create plugins and uh, released my first plugin on the uh, WordPress.org repo, and it's you know. From there, um, kind of turned into a side business, and here we are today, a few plugins later, and that's kind of how, how things turned out. It never ceases to amaze me. Um, I've been doing these podcasts. We're now on, I don't know, some 50-something episodes, something like that. And um, it's amazing how many people's lives are inextricably linked with WordPress in unexpected ways. You know, you being a, another fine example. I, just, I, I think I could honestly do this for the rest of my life, one episode a day, and, you know, happily talk to somebody 
doing something completely different each and every day. So an absolute pleasure to have you on. I do believe you're one of the few people that we've had on from California, though. California here in this country has some sort of like mystical status. It's got this, um, you know, Silicon Valley. It's where it's all happening. Do you live in California because it's where it's all happening? Or do you live in California because you've always lived in California? No, I was actually born here and raised here. Uh, I've I've lived a few other places um, here and there a little bit as a child and, and, and as an adult, but always came back here. So no, I, and I also live in Fresno, which is not a small town, but it's a fairly big city here in, in uh, central California, but it's not, it's not Silicon Valley and it's not, you know, Southern California. It's not, um, it's, it's, it's its own place. So it's a little bit different than those places, but, uh, yeah, it's, you know, family, um, and, and raised here just kind of stuck around. Yeah, that's a nice thing to do, though. I must admit, um, this country that I live in, the UK, it doesn't matter where you live, you're always quite close to where you were born. <laughs> it's a speck <laughs> when you look at it on the map. You can easily lose it under a crumb. Um, but yeah, let's get stuck into your um, your stuff. So you have um, a plugin called WP Simple Pay. Now, first off, is this something that you have had built? Is this something that you uh, personally sat down and did all by yourself? Or is there a team involved in it? What, what's the story there? Yeah, so no, it's it's not just me. I, um, I did create it from scratch. Um, I have just, there's, um, yes, I, I still do development. And for this plugin, I did a lot of the development as well. But probably half and half with a, another developer that I had hired before we started this plugin. And uh, so he works full time. He lives in New Mexico here in the States. Okay. And yeah, but that's, that's the team. I do have a, um, I have some, I have tier one support help, um, that I hired through, that I hired through a service called WP SAS. Yep. And yeah, they, they do a lot of that, uh, tier one support. And then, um, as far as the technical, uh, developer support and all the development, yeah, it's just two of us. Um, it kind of feels like uh, over the years, um, you know, there's been a lot of payment gateways and we should probably point out, you know, the, the name of your plugin, simple pay doesn't really give away which of the payment gateways you're going to, uh, you're going to be talking about exclusively. But I think I'm right to say that you've tied yourself up entirely with Stripe. Is that right? It's Stripe and it's Stripe only. Yes. Uh, um, since the beginning and up until now, it's Stripe only. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so if you don't know, Stripe is a payment gateway, which I, I'm going to pluck a figure out of the air here. It feels to me like it's about five years old, something like that. Yeah, I think so. Maybe five, six, yeah. something like that. We've had it for less time in the UK than you've had it. But I, I remember seeing it and it was all in the US and possibly Canada and enviously looking at it because we were unable to use it. But Stripe is now the default. It kind of feels to me like a lot of these uh, other payment gateways have kind of come and they've gone. We've got we've got lots in the UK, for example, SagePay and things like that. But it, it seems to me like everything's coalescing around Stripe and possibly PayPal. Um, I don't really understand why that is, apart from it's dead easy to use. Is there is there a reason that you can give me why Stripe has become kind of like number one or joint number one with PayPal, if you like? Is is there some technical reason why it's brilliant um, and superior to all the other things that have fallen by the wayside? Well, I mean, I I still see that it's it it's still new. Um, 
each each month or so to to different countries. For instance, that just got uh, available in New Zealand. I see. So it's still they're still working their way around the world. Right. Um, <laughs> and I think it's because they just take something that's been, uh, you know, accepting payments on your website. They they've taken something that's historically been. It's taken some time to set up for anybody who owns an e-commerce store or anything uh, and, and work with banks and all that kind of stuff and just made it dead simple. Um, they take care of all the um, connecting to bank accounts and all that in, on their side um, kind of invisibly uh, once, you know, once once you do some basic setup. And I just their their documentation and um, examples and, and support and everything for developers is just, you know, spot on. It's easy to, to contact them. It's easy to search through their docs, um, you know, test, test whatever you need to test and all that kind of stuff. So just there, um, yeah, just basically for developers, I think they've made it much easier than a lot of other uh, payment gateways and companies. Didn't they, back in the day, didn't they come up with some incredibly cool idea of not attaching the name attribute to a form or something wasn't that their sort of magic voodoo that they managed to completely circumvent any payment data any transactional data hitting your server and it all got sucked into stripe instead or have i completely misremembered that i don't remember a specific thing like that um I'm, they do a lot of magic behind the scenes for sure <laughs> yeah and um yeah i know they you know they take care of storing, processing all payments, all the credit cards on file, all that sort of thing. Um, you know, that never, that never touches your server. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know the, uh, details much more than that right now. My, that's my recollection of why it suddenly became popular because suddenly developers could take a form, any old form and basically strip out the name attribute. And, and again, excuse me, I could be getting this completely wrong. And all of a sudden the form was, kind of secure obviously you needed to serve it over some sort of ssl connection but apart from that it was it was basically doing the job whereas paypal oh boy i mean it's 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 still ridiculously hard to implement that stuff you know even mm-hmm. even if you're not building the uh, the plugin if you like to to communicate with paypal it's still fiendishly hard to set up a paypal account yeah yeah no and uh yeah i mean Stripe, I, it, and, and they keep going too. They have, you know, they've come out with, they call it radar now, but basically yep. their fr- fraud detection system, extre- extremely robust. You can set up your own rules. Um, and, uh, you know, yeah, you have to, you have to have SSL, which is pretty standard these days, but, yep. um, but yeah, they, they do as much as they can. And, and it's just surprising how secure they make, um, you know, setting up a payment form on your site can be whether it's WordPress or not. Well, I I went through the process of setting up a client's PayPal account the other week. And despite having done it multiple times, it still still took me ages to figure out what the, all the little codes were, the IBN, I can't remember what the acronyms are, but the, you know, all the little Mm -hmm. unique parts that you had to have. And then they also wanted a credit card um, system. So I went into Stripe and that took me, honestly, three minutes the comparison mm. is utterly, utterly different, you know. So it, to me, it's no wonder that Stripe's become popular. But um, so how, how much, if, if I was to use your plugin, um, do you, 
add fees on the top of what Stripe charges, and 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 in the US, what does what does Stripe charge on a let's say a hundred dollar transaction? Sure. Yeah. No. I. Um... Yeah, our our premium plugin is like other plugins you'd buy pretty standard. It's got, it's a it's an annual license. You know, you you buy it and and it uh, re, it'll, it'll renew automatic or now it renews automatically every mm. year. Yep. Um, but that's all you're that's all you're paying me. Um, it, you can set it up that way. Some some SaaS apps do that, and and where you you charge a percentage fee on top of what Stripe charges. But I don't do that right now. Mm. Um, yeah. And, and in the U S it, uh, it is 2.9% plus 30, uh, 30 cents U S dollars per transaction. Um, and I think globally it's pretty similar yep. to that, that 2.9%, maybe some variations on the, and the fee on top of that. But, yeah. uh, I think the last can... time I looked, sorry to interrupt. I think the last That's... time I looked in the UK, I think if you had a UK to UK transaction, I think it was twenty pence, which in the day was probably thirty cents. Now it's, it's you know uh, the exchange rate of the pound. <laughs> what a joke! Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and and I think it's two point four percent. But I think if you're into country, so UK to US, I, st- I still think we're on two point nine percent. Either either way, it's a you know on a hundred dollars, it's very little. Yes, yes, and you can actually at the bottom right of there of Stripe site Stripe.com, you can click on your country and and quickly see what their their rates are which is nice um yeah i mean like i say i use it all the time so okay let's let's get over that bit we've all we all agree that stripe is a super cool thing to do and for a tiny fee 2.9 percent let's say plus a small amount they take away that headache of basically having to secure the data and keep it um locked up and secure on your server which frankly none of us want to do I'm guessing it would cost you a significant amount of money to get the code, you know, inspected by somebody and and so on. So, moving on. So your plugin, um, what what's its purpose? Is it, it, it? Well, I actually know the answer, but I'm going to ask the question anyway for the audience. Is it a um, a payment gateway bolt onto a shopping cart? Does it does it have those features, or is it just something a little bit more simple, as you call it? Yeah, it's the it's the latter. It's um... You know, there's there's a lot of good Stripe plugins out there. It's a standalone plugin, and there's already a lot of good add-ons, um, Stripe add-ons for other big plugins. You know, WooCommerce, yep. EDD, yep. Uh, you know, Ninja Forms, Gravity Forms, all the membership plugins. Um, they all typically, if they're a good plugin themselves, they, they and they have some kind of relation to you know payments. Um, they're going to have their own Stripe add-on, and that's what you want to use. This is for people that um, just want to get payments up and running quickly and um, are comfortable and and don't mind using the Stripe dashboard to manage everything. So basically, um, you know, if if you don't need a full store, um, let's say you don't need to track inventory and you don't have all these physical products, um, you know, because if you did, then and you're using WordPress, you'd probably go with WooCommerce yep. or, or one of those. Yep. And um, you sell a bunch of digital products, you'd probably go with EDD. And if you wanted to create, uh, you know, pretty lengthy conditional logic uh, form, you know, that had all sorts of 
you know, things that you needed to track. Um, you get to a certain point and you're going to need a, a full form builder. But yeah, this is, this is kind of the, the kind of in between that. So uh, instead of spending all that time doing that, you just need to sell, say, maybe, you know, you're a business coach. You need to sell some services there or you're just getting started with setting up, I don't know, a, a, a yoga studio or something like that. <laughs> and uh, you just, you're getting started. You don't have the time or money to um, do much, you know, to spend a lot of time on your website or hiring somebody then, and you, you, you quickly sign up for Stripe, connect your bank account, uh, add this plugin, you know, spend a few minutes setting it up and, uh, and you can have a few payment forms on your site and, accept some basic information or sign up people for recurring payments and, uh, you know, and that's it. You're good to go. So a, a typical use case might be, oh, I don't know, like you say, you're setting up a, a, a studio, fitness, something like that. You you download the plugin, uh, you pay for the plugin, you download it, you install it in WordPress, you fill in a bunch of fields and then you can start paying, you can start taking payments for one-offs of those things plus you can go for recurring of those things and i'm guessing you can set up multiple things so you could have um you know multiple products that you sell put onto different pages um and then you're not managing it in the back of wordpress you're logging into stripe to see where the transactions have gone and how much money you've got or do you have a dashboard uh to keep it all nicely tucked away in wordpress as well no no um to this date, we're all the almost all the data that goes through uh, the payments or through the site. Um, it all just is is there in Stripe, yep, and not not duplicated or read from in WordPress. So, um, yeah, so there's very there's actually very little storage of this data. So it's it's very lightweight in that sense, and that there's you know you you, you want to check on your payments or subscriptions you know, who's signed up for your subscriptions to your service or whatever. Yeah, you go into Stripe. Yeah, I mean, it, being so in in the, the WordPress ecosystem, that kind of, um, that's a, a little bit alien to me. But I can see that if, you know, if you're just beginning out with WordPress and you've, you haven't really used EDD or WooCommerce or any of those things, why not? The Stripe, Stripe backend's fabulous. It's really clear. It's really well laid out. It's got everything that you need. Um, so how do you, how do you go about implementing it then? Take, take me through how it works from the moment I've installed the plugin. How do I get a payment button or field or form onto a page? How does that work? Sure. Um, yeah. So, you know, first of all, you need to have SSL on your site. Um, and, uh, I mean, I think most people know by now it's a good idea anyway with, yep. with, um, you know, search engine rankings and everything else. And, uh, so, and then you, in your Stripe dashboard, you go, you grab your, um, API keys and there's, there's two for test, two for production. You copy and paste those. If you, if you've set up Stripe in EDD or WooCommerce or one of those, you're probably familiar with that. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, you, you paste those into your settings in the plugin. Um, and then, and then there is a, basically a a form builder in the sense it's like a simplified form builder it's just um payment form builder it has uh you know what the amount you want to charge or you know if you want to if you want the visitor to enter 
a custom amount. You can you can set that up as well. And uh, then you go through, and if you need to add some, you know, some basic fields to gather a few more pieces of information, you know, text fields, date fields, that sort of thing, drop downs. We we do have some of that in the plugin. Um, oh, that's a fair, skip- fair deal, actually. I'm just looking at your um, uh, wpsimplepay.com forward slash features page, and right at the top, you've got a nice GIF of um, of all these fields that you get. You've got a whole bunch in there. It's um, it's pretty comprehensive, I would say. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's not, it's not, um, it doesn't have like conditional logic and all that stuff no. you find in the big form builder, but I think it meets the needs of, of a lot of people here. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so we, we, there's those you can set up, uh, you know, coupon codes if you'd like, and it actually ties into Stripe's coupon code system. So instead of, you know, all the logic, again, being in WordPress, it's, it's pulling, down the you know percent or amount off that you set up for codes in Stripe, and then and then yeah, if you want to set up uh, subscriptions, you can do that as well. Um, and there's a lot of features or a lot of different things there that people might want to do. Um, you know, they might want the uh, the visitor to select from certain plans. So uh, and then if they want to enter in an amount they want to pay recurring they can and then um also integrate so to stripe also has a free trial feature so we tie into that if you want to set up free trials and um also you know over time we we put some people like to have um a recurring plan but some like an upfront initial fee or a setup fee okay yeah so so you can do that and also installment plans or payment plans they're they're called where uh, somebody signs up for a subscription but it ends after a certain number of months like okay. say a six six months period yep and uh, oh and I skipped over um, so uh, it's um, you know all right now uh, and this this is going to change as far as option goes soon, but everything uses the Stripe checkout overlay that Stripe provides, which I really like. Actually, I think it's quite fun, especially when you especially when you don't enter the fields correctly. I like the little little shake of the head that it gives you, as if to say, "No, go and do it again." <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, their their user experience and um, what they've done with uh, validation, and everything is is quite nice. So it it uses that, it launches that. And you can set what you want. So Stripe controls that on their servers, but they give you a few options, like if you want to show a billing and shipping address or not, if you want to verify the zip postal code or not. Okay. Uh, Bitcoin is on there, and you can add your own um, image, uh, like a little logo at the top. So those those options are in the settings as well. So you can you can modify a small amount of the way that that little pop up it sits right in right middle of the screen, doesn't it? And it's got like a little spare, a little circular logo at the top, and um and and you can modify aspects of that, but you can't change the background color and things like that, or the t- or the font. You just modify the the image and obviously the fields and a few descriptions and things like that. Yeah, that's right. right. And uh, we're working on some features um, to give you more options, but that, that's the extent of what Stripe offers. So that's what we offer right now. Yeah. 
And there's a whole bunch of stuff. I'm just going to read through it because I, I actually think you, um, you're sort of, you're, you're, you're not, you're not, um, you're being modest, shall we say? So <laughs> you've got this lovely little form builder which has got sort of eight or ten different things. You know, typical things like a text field, checkbox, coupon code, total amount. You've got the payment button. Um, what else have we got? Subscription status, all of that. And then you've got the the payment options, and you you got the one time fee, the minimum fee, the maximum fee, the pay what you want option. You've got the mm-hmm. um, uh, you've got the the customization of the overlay, the checkout at uh, the Stripe checkout overlay, which we've all seen before, and the subscription options, which looks to me like a, an, another kind of form builder. You can uh, create different plans and tiers and have um, a, a fee for this and defaults for that, and uh, that looks great. And then coupon codes. Um, you can customize the emails that presumably Stripe send out, or is that a, a WP email going out? No, actually, that right now that's customizing the page they land on, like the thank you page. Okay. Yeah, and and so and what we've done is we you know we have requests for custom emails and such, and we do plan on getting to that at some point, but. The reason that's um, not top priority is because Stripe does offer their own built-in um, email receipts yeah. that um, they're not real customizable to the extent that, um, say, this this page is or you've seen in other receipt customizers, but it seems to suffice for most of our customers. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, we just that that's the page they land on if you want to show them information yeah. uh, about the payment. And then you've got um, you've got locale and currency settings and you know the date format and all of that kind of stuff, which is all very important. And then the bit that obviously I'm always interested in when I get to these things is what's the um, you've got a little um, that sort of progress what you're going to be doing in the future. So that's my next question: where where are you going with this? What features are you going to be adding? Um, and when when can people who are using this plugin expect them to to roll out? Sure. Yeah, it's always it's always hard oh, to put what a. <laughs> I don't like to put a hard date on anything here. No, I've learned my lesson like... too many times. Yeah. Roughly speaking, <laughs> but... in in the year in in this decade, what's gonna happen? Yeah. Right. That's that's better. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, yeah. Right now, actually. So I was talking about the. Um, right now, we're using uh, Stripe's checkout overlay 100%. Um, or what I mean is that's that's all you can use in the end. I mean the custom fields come before that on the page but uh what people have been asking for for a long time and um is you know can we can we embed can we embed the form entirely on the page or can we put more fields in the overlay and have it entirely in the overlay Mm. Uh, those kind of things and and you know for the overlay the answer up till now is no you you can't add like a, a stripe doesn't have an option for a phone number or a date field or anything like that. Mm. So um, the only way around that is, of course, creating your own custom forms. Um, and so not too long ago, you know, S- Stripe comes out with, you know, back-end and front-end features, it seems like, all the time. And we're trying to keep up and offer those to our customers as well. Um, so one of them is called Stripe Elements. And... You know, the, the end user is not really going to care what that is, really, but for the developer and for the, you know, people creating um, um, anything to do with the UI, uh, payment forms with Stripe, it is like a UI helper. And oh, cool. It's, yeah, it's it's pretty new. It's It's got 
some basically it lets you take some of the stuff they do in the stripe checkout overlay with the uh, validation and you know displaying your credit card number to you um, nicely um, as you type it in and that sort of thing um it's like uh it's it it's you build your html and css in a in a certain way they dictate Mm -hmm. and and then you attach and you do it with their you know that if you include their javascript then it's going to um uh transform it in a way that's just more stripe like i guess but more customizable um as far as styling and things like that so we have that in development right now and we're kind of just beta testing that and getting that um, uh, kind of merged into the the core plugin. And uh, so that's next on the list. So you can basically create embeddable and overlay forms that are a little more custom yep. to what you need with yep. fields and stuff. And then uh, we've, you know, we, we base a lot of our features on, you know, the, the requests that come in from our customers the most. So, uh, Apple Pay is definitely yeah. uh, at the top, and Stripe's offered that for a little while now, so we're working on that. Uh, ACH payments, which is you know direct uh, direct bank payments, and a much smaller fee for the um, the Stripe account owner. I think it's only it's less than a percent. Wow. Uh, yeah. So uh, I don't know if any if you've done this, but over there in the UK, but uh, you know, if you, if you, some services you can put in your bank account routing number and account number, and it just debits right out of your bank. Right. Uh, so um, Stripe allows that as well. And much more recently, they, you know, it kind of encompasses Apple Pay and ACH as well, but they have a new, um, it's called the Sources API, or, and what that, what that is, is just kind of a wrapper around all these different payment methods that they um, are supporting or planning on supporting. And I think they just want to have a kind of a more generic API for, for any payment methods that may come in the future. So I think, you know, a lot of these are some more over there in, uh, in Europe and such, such as ideal SEPA, so forth, yep. all those. Um, so, once we get, you know, uh, you know, fully implemented with the sources API, I'm I'm hoping that um, a lot of these different payment methods are supported, uh, you know, without much more work past that. Is your um is your plan because obviously you've you've called it WP Simple Pay because it it does this one thing and it does it well. Is your plan to to grow this to encompass? Uh, more um what what i mean is do, do you plan to sort of hook it into edd or anything like that so that there's options to to have it going for these one-off things but also uh yeah we can we can bolt it onto the cart as well if you really want to or or are you just going to keep it okay this is just for one-offs or subscriptions with our little form yeah so i mean we did yeah the name is there to be a little more open on where we go with things mm. um you know, you mentioned PayPal and and love it or hate it, we all have to I, we all have to use it yes. because of its popularity. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. in turn, and the funny thing is, in turn, I mean, I've used and still use EDD um, to sell WP Simple Pay. Yes. Um, <laughs> and, and the reason is, is it, you know, I need, 
I need that to, well, I've been using it for years, even before I created WP Simple Pay, but, um, you know, I need the software licensing part yeah, and, yeah. and things like that. And, um, but, and we do have, you know, customers request, Hey, can you integrate with WooCommerce or, or whatever? And, um, you know, that, that might happen at some point. Um, you know, if there's really a niche that a need that's not being met that we can do, but I'd say, um, like with PayPal, for instance, and, and some other payment gateways, I think we'd venture out to different, um, you know, payment gateways and, and payment methods first outside of Stripe, um, you know, not only for, you know, uh, for worldwide, maybe, maybe there's some countries that, um, you know, Stripe is still hasn't gotten to that. There's something we should connect with or, um, you know, simply because PayPal is real popular and people want the, um, you know, both options, credit card and PayPal. Um, but, but combined in the same form, you know, so I can see, I can see going more that route. Um, just, just, um, connecting with different, um, you know, merchants outside of Stripe. It kind of feels to me like um, Stripe's got such heavy momentum. You know, it's almost like it's become a bit of a noun. Um, you know, people talk about, oh, you, you PayPal. Um, you know, you pay with PayPal. And, and it, I'm, I'm noticing more and more that instead of, there used to be, very often I'd see two options. It would say pay with PayPal or pay with credit card. And more and more I'm now seeing pay with PayPal or pay with Stripe. Um, and then it shows the little credit card pictures, which kind of just speaks to me that, you know, Stripe's on uh, an upward ascent. And, and, and I'm guessing that keeping it simple and keeping these core features for your plugin, that's that's exactly the right way to go. You were talking a minute ago about the customization of the forms. Is, is that a request you get a lot? Because I have to confess, from my point of view, quite often my clients, if I do use the Stripe checkout, they do they genuinely don't want it to look like on anybody else's website. And I often get that question, can I customize this? And, well, yeah, you can, but we've got to go down this route. Um, do, do you get that a lot? Do, do people really, really, really want to make that checkout uh, pop-up look different? I don't think it's uh, looking different that they really want. I think it's just, you know, they want to add, say, a phone number mm-hmm. or just one other or two other fields on there, um, you know, which which right now, Stripe Checkout, you can't do that. So I think it's more, um, it's more that than the look and feel. Yeah, I just wonder if with its popularity and it, uh, things like that that look generic also start to look... Um, generic if you know what i mean you know so in other words mm-hmm. if, if we've got a a checkout that looks like every other checkout on earth does that start to sort of reduce the unit you know because you you spent a long time making the website look super cool and you've you've spent a long time on the design and the color scheme and everything and then you hit checkout and this pop-up looks up pops up which is just like every other one um it would be kind of nice to to be able to customize those things in the future and, and from what you've described the i can't remember what you said it was the the stripe ability to customize the forms that sounds really cool well the technology that uh, stripe's calling is stripe elements elements but yeah to the end user they're not going to care what it's called <laughs> no that's true yeah i i, I will care but nobody else will so right. um are you are you involved in anything else at the minute apart from your um your WP simple pay? Uh no, that's that's a full-time business. Um oh, it was cool. Wow, great. Yeah, yeah, so um you know, I was talking about my history at the beginning of the podcast here, but in two and a half years ago, 
January 2015. Um, you know, I had already done plugins, uh, you know, and, and sold them online for several years, um, but it was all on the side of a full-time gig. And so I finally went full-time on it in, yeah, January 2015 and have been doing it ever since. I noticed that you, um, on, on one of your blog posts, your most recent blog posts, you, you speak of selling something called Simple Calendar. It, it, have, I got the, have I got the story right or have I misremembered? Did you sell a plugin recently in order to slim down what you're concentrating on? Yes, yeah, you got that right. Um, yeah, so it's actually, yeah, so I, uh, when Simple Pay was just um, kind of taking off, um, and I was planning on going full time on the business. Um, so this is, you know, late 2014. I thought it would be a good idea to kind of not have all my eggs in one basket. Yeah. Have yep. a couple of plugins going. And and so what I did there at that time was I actually um, searched around and, and tried reaching out to existing plugin owners of um, uh like of kind of really popular plugins on wordpress.org that kind of interested interested me like the you know the technology they were using like in this case Google Calendar um and that hadn't been updated in a long time so this ah, is a, okay. a strategy I was trying out um so I did I found like five or six plugins that I thought were cool um that either used myself or or liked what they did um had lots and lots of downloads like hundreds of thousands maybe but hadn't been updated in either they were close to or already had that you know that big warning hasn't been updated in two years oh yeah so. scary <laughs> the scary thing you always look for yeah 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 so and then you know and you and already at that time i heard of a few cases um and you hear more of it now people adopting plugins or giving them up for adoption yep um you know just the free plugins and so yeah, I reached out and, you know, some I didn't hear from, some said no, uh, but um, one gentleman here, Ross Henny, if I think I got his name right, I think he's actually <laughs> was there in the UK. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, he's he's still, uh, uh, you know, he's listed there as a um, collaborator there on, um, or contributor on Simple Calendar. And he, yeah, he was like, yeah, I have a I have a full-time consulting business I'm trying to focus on, and I haven't been able to update the plugin in a while, obviously, but um, but he still cared about it and and wanted you know wanted wanted it to go to a good home. So we actually worked out a deal. I I adopted it from him. He he said, hey, there's a lot of work to bring it up to speed, um, code-wise, and he was right, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was working. But um, to change anything, it it took you know it's like a lot of projects as as developers, right? A lot more work than you think. Yep. So, but, um, but that's what I did. And, um, but what happened and, and that worked out in the long run, but what happened was, uh, yeah, it took a lot of development time to mm. try to get that, um, you know, a good base with a plugin that we could start building some major features on top of it. Um, we got, what was nice is we got the built in user base of, of a lot of already, um, you know, it was, there was no premium plugin um but you know all the users uh free free plugin users and um built it up over time and um but what and it, it it became a good part of the business um revenue wise after a while but 
um, what we found was that with our small team, I, there were two other full-time developers and myself for a while, but even then, um, we have now, we had two products we were working on and the problem was, was that they were two separate sets of customers. There wasn't really a crossover between each. Like I couldn't, you know, offer one to the, you know, one plug into yeah, the yeah. other yep. set of customers or users. And, um, and then, so basically our, our focus was split in a lot of ways on development, on the marketing and business side, um, and that sort of thing. And so, um, it, it was pretty apparent that we couldn't keep up with feature requests and, you know, as, couldn't move as fast as we wanted to for either product as long as we had both. So at the, um, like late last year, uh, around November, 2016, I started looking around, um, to see if somebody wanted to acquire, um, simple calendar. Um, uh, and to backtrack real quick, it is a Google calendar plugin. It's basically a way to, um, just different ways to display and, and show your, um, Google calendar on your WordPress site. Yep. So, um, <clears throat> Anyway, but I would I was real I was real picky about who I was going to hand the reins over to. So I reached out privately uh, to uh, several folks in the um, WordPress plugin space that already had related products, and um, in the end uh, met uh, met a gentleman at a conference, and um, we talked, uh, and uh, they. They were looking for. They were actually looking to acquire um, a few different products. They had a big team. They had some experience in WordPress and other technologies. And um, you know, six months later, uh, um, so this was just in. Well, actually, it was all finalized in June. So just um, as of this recording, just a couple months ago. Oh, great! Uh, months ago, yeah. And so now we're finally able to focus. 100% on WP Civil Pay, and which I think is great for you know our product, but also for Simple Calendar that both can get you know more attention, uh, the attention they deserve, so it, to speak. It never ceases to amaze me, as I said before, that there's so many little areas within WordPress, which in itself is a little area that um, that can support um, you know a business and therefore a family or a, mul a, a you know a multitude of families. Um, and in this case, you know, your, your Stripe plugin that, that is now your main focus, that there's enough people looking for exactly that thing that you can do this on a full-time basis. I just think that's a remarkable testament to the success of WordPress and how enormously popular it's become over the years. So um, in, in order to make it profitable for you, it must cost something for us to buy. So what does it cost? The um, simple pay or yeah, simple pay. Yeah, <laughs> what is it? Oh, so the pricing tiers. Yes, that's it. Um, it is so. There's it's a freemium plugin. So there is a, you can try out a free version. Um, just search for Stripe. Um, and and that one does not have a lot of the features we talked about with custom fields and okay. subscriptions yep. and that sort of thing. But um, it does let you set up something that launches the Stripe checkout and kind of you know kick the tires a little bit. Yep. And um and actually that's useful for a lot of people that don't need much more than that. So um but yeah, the pro version at wpsimplepay.com, it's um you know the there's it's the standard, you know, three different price tiers. You have the um one site 
for $49 a year, uh, up to three sites for $99 a year. And also in this middle tier, the business license um, is where we uh, you can integrate with Stripe subscription. So you, if you want recurring payments, um, uh, you have to get the business license or higher. And then, of course, the um, okay. the big license for lots of sites. Yep. So. And then priority support seems to be thrown in there as well. Yeah, so um, basically that's uh, email support. We use Help Scout internally, but yep. that's the tier one support team I was talking about. Yep. Um, you know, they're there when uh, uh, to quickly answer a lot of things and, uh, and pass it on to myself or the other developer if needed, but otherwise, uh, you know, get people squared away quickly. Hmm. And then it looks like you've got an elite plan at 249 as well. Yep. Yeah. If you um, want to put on a bunch of sites. Oh yeah, twenty-five. There we go. Twenty-five. Yeah. Sites. Yeah. It, it's really cool. I, I I confess, I have um I have a, a similar plugin. I'm gonna get a slap on the wrist from you now, but I put a plugin <laughs> onto the WP Builds website, which does um which does the the very very basics of here's a form, give us some money, um uh, sort of like a donate thing, and uh, and it's it's not really worked out for me <laughs> shall we say <laughs> <laughs> i probably should just take it off frankly but it's um if i was doing that search over i think i'm definitely going to be coming to you and uh, bending your arm about a license because it looks really really cool um but now a little while ago when we were setting up this this podcast interview i asked the question if you were if you were willing to give our customers oh, sorry our our audience a bit of a, a bit of a deal a bit of a contest and you've come back and said yes do you want me to explain what you've said or do you want to explain it in your own words uh sure go for it okay so um very kindly phil has um offered to give a one year business license so if i'm correct that's the uh the 99 dollars for three sites plus uh, subscriptions and, and what have you, um, away to one lucky listener. And in the usual way, we're going to have a contest on the WP Builds uh, website. You fill in your email address, log in with Facebook, share it all over the internet and so on. And uh, one lucky person is going to find themselves uh, the proud owner of that plugin for a, for a year. And also, should you uh, be unsuccessful with that, or even if you don't want to wait to find out whether you've won the contest, if you go over to the website, there is a coupon code very kindly donated. It's WP Builds, no spaces, all in capital letters. And that's going to get you a 25% discount off your first year's license, which is great. So 75 bucks, more or less, if you're going to be getting the business license. And, you know, 25% off is, is nothing to sniff at. So if this looks like the solution for you, if you need simple uh, solution to taking payments without all the, the hassle of WooCommerce or EDD, this could be just the thing. Phil, I think we've um, probably um, reached the end, unless you've got anything urgent you want to say. No, that's it. Um, no, that was a great chat. Yeah, cool. What we what we always do is um, we ask the, the the person at the end to just sort of tell us about you know where you are online and if you've got any email addresses or Twitter handles that you like to throw out. So uh, I'm I'll throw it over to you if you want to say any of that stuff. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. The site was wpsimplepay.com. As far as me personally, um, you can find me. Uh, my full name, Phil Dirksen, on Twitter, um, also phildirksen.com, 
And yeah, that's about it. Great. We um we deliberately play dreadful music, like really bad music at the end of the podcast. We find the worst music that we can and, and it fades in over this last little bit. It seems to be really popular. I get lots of comments about how great it is. Um, so uh, I'm going to say goodbye. The music's going to be fading in and I'll hand over to you, Phil, to say goodbye to. All right. Well, thanks, Nathan. I uh, appreciate you having me on and uh, hope you have a good rest of your day. Thank you very much indeed. From WP Builds, see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you.